Hi, Steve Backlin here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is Go, Doubting Nothing. Now, this message is going to reemphasize some truths that I've shared before on attaching faith to what we're doing, to being fully convinced. And I just want to say this. I have no problem repeating things. Matter of fact, I like to repeat things. I listen to my message all the time. And I'll tell you this. Every time I listen to it, I get encouraged. (laughs) I need my own message. And by the way, I was just in Powell, Ohio at Zion Christian Church this past weekend. If you want... Wendy was with me for two of the meetings, and then we had uh, three others that that I did. If you just want some more concentrated uh, hope, you can go to their uh, YouTube channel at Zion Christian Church, Powell, Ohio. Now listen, let's, let's talk about go doubting nothing. The verse I'm using to get this thought started is Acts eleven twelve. Then the Spirit told me, this is Peter, then the Spirit told me to go with them, doubting nothing. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. Now, this is an explanation that Peter gave to the other apostles, other Jews, about why in chapter 10, he had fellowshiped and ministered to Gentiles, non-Jewish people, which was a no-no. Matter of fact, chapter 11 starts with this. Now the apostles and brethren who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. And when Peter came up to Jerusalem, those of the circumcision contended with him, saying, You went into uncircumcised men and ate with them. And I love Peter's response. If you go to chapter 11 of Acts, he just gives his God story. His God story of he's at the hour of prayer, he goes into a trance, he sees a sheet coming down from heaven with food on it that were forbidden for the Jews. He hears a voice rise up and eat. And Peter says, no, no, three times, no. And by the way, what's so powerful about this, and I tell people when I'm training them how to minister, how to teach, there's a few different things that will cause people to... Listen to what you say. A few different ways to build greater bridges for acceptance of what you're saying. Number one is use a lot of scripture. Number two is share your own difficulty in embracing the truth that you're sharing about. I do that with joy. I have a strong joy message, and when I teach on joy... I talk about my own struggle, my own uh, concern about others who are preaching on joy. And that connects people's hearts to you. And then thirdly, just tell people, this is what I'm not saying. 
Make sure you anticipate people's anxiety points. And so Peter, he uses one of those right here. He says, hey, this is my experience. I mean, what else could I do? He said, and then Cornelius, he had a vision. He's right after I, I have this vision, I hear that knock on door. Cornelius had sent from in. He also had uh, heard from God and I went with them. And this is where he says, the spirit told me, go, go with them, doubting nothing. Go with them, doubting nothing. Now, there's a lot to doubt. I mean, there's just all past tradition, everything uh, in the Old Testament. And you know what's so amazing here is that when you have a, a testimony, when you have an encounter, it's hard to argue with an encounter. And certainly we elevate the Word of God above everything else. But when this is a new covenant that's being released and, and the Lord had prophesied in the Old Testament and had said that it was going to happen to the Gentiles, but it was something that was not uh, seen or not wanted to be seen. And But an encounter with God. I mean, it's like the guy in John 9, the man who was born blind. I mean, he's harassed by the Pharisees and just... Uh, they're asking him about his theology, asking whether he thought Jesus, who he thought Jesus was, and they're accused. And it, finally, he just says, you know what? I don't know about all that. But one thing I do know is once I was blind and now I see. It's hard to argue with a testimony. It's hard to argue with someone who has had an encounter, a life-changing thing happen with God. By the way, there's people who are listening right now who are going to have powerful encounters and going to release life-changing encounters on others at a level that you've never seen before. Now, it's fascinating here. Go doubting nothing. He was not to entertain a doubt. He was to go into a new situation, into a risky situation, and was to go there not doubting at all. He was to attach faith to what he was doing. And that's really what the Lord wants to lead us into. He wants to lead us into moving forward in what we're doing. Whether it's a job, whether it's a ministry, whether it's a a plan with your family or how to approach a difficult situation, go doubting nothing. Once we have a good decision-making process, by the way, how we make decisions is more important than the decisions that we make. When I teach people on decision-making, I say clarify your options. Again, this can be big decisions, moving somewhere, uh, marrying someone, uh, etc. can be seemingly smaller decisions. Uh, should, should I participate in this ministry and, uh, or whatever? Clarify your options. Put under each option why that's a good decision or not a good decision. Put the, any scriptural reference or what scripture might say about that. 
What are key people in your life saying? Mentors, etc. What words do you already have? Prophecies, unusual coincidences, put it under there. Then ask God for wisdom and believe it's coming. It's interesting that in James 1.5, it says, If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives generously without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But then it says in verse 6, But let him ask in faith, without doubting. Basically, it says, When you ask for wisdom, believe it's coming. James 1.5 is your tracking number. The moment you ask for wisdom, it's coming. When I order a something online and I get a tracking number, I release my faith over that tracking number. It's coming. It's coming. I don't move into doubt. And this is what James 1.5 says, and it's an example of moving forward, doubting nothing. It's, it's you, Once we ask for wisdom, we go doubting nothing. I know wisdom's coming. I know I'm going to know what to do. I know God's going to speak. And then we start filling in the options with uh, unusual things, trances, <laughs> uh, you know, sheets, whatever. God stories. And then we conclude. Most decision-making is concluding what, what God has said. Then we attach faith to it and we move forward doubting nothing. And we say, Lord, if you want to change my mind... You can, you can do that, but you, I'm not going to change my mind through negative emotions, through negative circumstances, just by going back, clarifying my options again, and, and then concluding which of those options that you're on. Wow. I, I, and I, I love that. The greater the risk we take is the greater the God story we need. Now, this was a big risk for Peter. Big risk. He broke out of the pack and, and he did something illogical, but he had a huge God story. Now, I believe that, as I've said, this doubting nothing thing is another way of, of attaching faith, of saying we attach faith or being fully convinced. Now, listen to these two verses that have the words fully convinced in them. Romans 14, 5, one person esteems one day above another, another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. Powerful, powerful. Where areas that are not black and white in Scripture, that we do the best job we know how to do in deciding, and then we attach faith, we move forward fully convinced. Listen to Romans 4, 20 to 21. It says, He, talking about Abraham, did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith. I love that. We, we get strengthened in faith. It's a progressive thing in our lives. It's not something we're zapped with. Strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Now, one of the ways we're strengthened in faith is by having our eyes on the Lord. We don't have our eyes on ourselves. We're not having faith in faith. We're glorifying God. The bigger God gets in our hearts, in our minds, is the more convinced we get. 
but with strength and faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Abraham got to the place where he went doubting nothing, knowing that he was who God says he was, he, he, that what God had promised was going to happen. Now, I just see for you in this, this whole teaching today about go, doubting nothing. The Lord is, is teaching you and is releasing over you grace to go forward believing you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, 2 Corinthians 5, 21, and going and doubting nothing, not doubting that that is true. Uh, others of you, it's, it's in decisions that you're making. You are, you've gone through the process. You've clarified your options. Maybe it's how to approach a family member. Maybe it's whether to stay in a ministry or not. Maybe it's about a financial decision or how to respond to what's going on in your finances right now. It, it, it's, it's, you, you decide, you conclude, and then you go doubting nothing. And listen, you and I are in training right now of how to go and doubt nothing. Because as we do that with seemingly smaller things uh, in our lives and, and, and we overcome doubt, we overcome unworthiness, we overcome offense, whatever would cause us to not be able to be fully convinced, it we overcome that. Wow, so good. I just believe, you know, just this whole teaching right here that you are going to get more insight on this go doubting nothing out of Acts chapter 11, verse 12. And it's exciting. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. Steve Backlin here from Igniting Hope Ministries. And we are here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just only people without hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. I believe after love, hope is the most powerful leadership, influential quality there is. That our hope level determines our influence level. And I believe also the joy of the Lord is our strength. Nehemiah 8.10, we don't need strength at the end of the battle. We need strength in the middle of the battle. For pretty much everybody listening today, today's just not a good day to walk in radical joy. It's just a non-normal week. You're battling personal uh, weaknesses or areas you want to see improved in your life that aren't improving as fast as you want. There's family situations. There's maybe financial challenges. You're hearing maybe bad news in the media. You know, joy in a more convenient season. I will call for you. I talked about that last time. No, there, there's no convenient time to be radically joyful. And I say this, stir it up right now. Stir up your joy through thanksgiving. Focus more on what you have than you don't have. Delight yourself in the Lord. Woo! The delighters 
mantra is this, God, I'm so excited to see what you're going to do in this area. I'm so excited what you're going to, to see what you're going to do. In my, I can't wait. And the delight, you delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. We delight and stir up joy before our desires have been fulfilled. And it's a key to seeing desires fulfilled. Hey, a couple announcements here. April 29th and 30th, we are doing an Abounding Hope and Joy Conference. My wife, Wendy, and I in Redding, California, April 29th and 30th. An abounding hope and joy conference here in Reading. Hey, if you uh, are looking for something to do or this sparks you, you're looking for something to do. You're looking for something powerful to do and this sparks you. Why don't you go to our ignitinghopeacademy.com platform, ignitinghopeacademy.com and just check it out. Bethel Church is here in Reading. You could... Go to the conference, hang out at Bethel uh, for a while. This is a great place. And also remember that our annual Negativity Fast Positivity Feast is starting on March 2nd here, 2022. Some of you have done that before. Consider doing it with a group. Consider finding somebody else to do it. We've got three levels. First level's free. Two other levels for you to consider for our annual Negativity Fast Positivity Feast, 40 days for Lent, IgnitingHopeAcademy.com. Hey, you've been praying for Igniting Hope. Those of you who've been listening to the podcast, I I've want to just reemphasize it doesn't take a lot to make a big difference. Sometimes I won't pray for something for five seconds and attaching faith. I hear about a need and I feel overwhelmed. I feel powerless. Listen, we're not powerless. Five second prayer that we attach faith to is powerful. And I've been to illustrate this or demonstrate it. I'm just saying, let's pray. Would you pray for Igniting Hope Ministries for my staff, for Wendy and me, uh, for five seconds in attached faith. We've been feeling it lately, by the way. I want to let you know something's happening. Your prayers are making a difference in our lives. We feel the strength. So let's take five seconds right now. Pray for Igniting Hope, Wendy and I and our team. Amen and amen. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to being with you again on another podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries.